Coffee Time Wednesdays with uh, the Prairie Farm Podcast. Can't hit us with the jingle. Do 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 do. Welcome back to the Prairie Farm Podcast. Coffee Time Wednesday. Favorite 15 minutes of your week. Maybe the worst of ours. Nick, you join us out in the SOG today? No. Nope. Very busy with office things doing... Uh, I got click- an extra turban in my car. Uh, uh, clicking on things and searching important SEO schematics and stuff like that. So. You know, I am really tempted to buy a like Middle Eastern turban for working in the summer. I mean, those people live in like 120 plus degrees. Yeah, there's a reason they wear those. Yeah, exactly. Those now, sheets the, the, or towels the, the, or the, not to the, be offensive, just like, you know, cloth. Now the robes, you know, like I don't think I could ever be a robe guy. You could have the grass know. poking know, up stra- the bottom yeah, of right. your robe. That's what I'm thinking of straddling some big blue stem, you know, give you a nice little wake up raise. Sun yeah. don't shine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, thanks. Oh but, man. You know, I think I could get into one of those turbans. They, can you imagine like soaking that bad boy in water? So what you do is you soak the inner one in water, and then there's an outer one that just, yeah, that just is wrapped around the inner one, and then the inner one gets moldy on your hair. Well, yeah, that's the thing is you'd want it to breathe because what cools you, like when you have a wet cloth on you, is that that water has a higher heat capacity than air. And uh, so when your body is surrounded by water, it absorbs heat away from from your body better i thought it was evaporation evaporates it pulls that heat into the air with it Hmm. so it's so when i when i get out of the shower and sweating works when i stand in front of the ac unit and i feel cold that's what i'm feeling it's the water sucking all the heat out of my body um yeah yeah i used to have this roommate in college and he would and my bed was right next to the ac unit in our dorm and he, his like non-negotiable was we will have this cranked all the way up on, on the air, the air blowing as hard as it can be and 60 degrees. And I, and he gave me like four blankets and, but it was still miserable and he would get in the shower and then go over to that thing and like, like let it blow on him the 60 degree air. And I'm like, what? Oh. sir sir don't you want to be downwind to that kid yeah no I, I actually he's awesome i was the best man at his wedding he's a cool guy shout out to alec also known as josh his middle name was josh and his whole family always called him josh and he got to college and was like there's like 700 joshes here so he went by alec and now just his like five <laughs> friends from college call him alec and everybody else in his life calls him josh <laughs> that's funny man all right what do you got today um, well, you've been on this recycling kick here lately. Yeah, we got and a big recycling episode coming out, It, but months and months away. We're working on a water one first. Yeah, we still have uh, part three of the prehistoric prairie yep. to come out as well. So uh, we hope you guys are liking these documentary style podcasts. We probably won't be able to do more than a handful of them every year. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. We started working on this back in January. Yep. And not that we work in day and night on these things, but we're, we're a farm first. Yeah. And so there's a lot of work to be done, obviously, on the farm. And, and the podcast um, is is when we have a little bit of time that it makes sense to be working on it. We work on it. But uh, we hope you're liking them. Uh, they're, they are 
a ton of work to put together, but yeah. it's it's very satisfying. And uh, I learn a lot when I'm going through these interviews again, getting out sound sound bites that patch in well. So, and yeah, Nick's got some really interesting topical. Just like I think they're going to be one episode. I think so. One right? offs, maybe two offs on the water. Yeah. Yep. So he's got that in the works. So we got some really cool interviews lined up coming up. Um, we just had a fantastic interview with a young bison. What is the right word? Is it herdsman, rancher? I'd say rancher. So a young bison rancher. Entrepreneur who, almost. Who is a listener of this year podcast. Hey. What's so, up, guy? You know, if I don't want to say his name. We can yeah, say his name, right? No, we're going to leave it a We'll leave it a mystery. Oh. But you could uh you'll get to hear his name I think next is it this Friday or no, next Friday. No, it'll be in a few Fridays cuz we got prehistoric files coming out. Oh yeah, that's right. Yep. So come coming up soon. You get to hear about that. But also this is a uh plea for more content. If you're listening in and you're doing some of the stuff that we talk about on this podcast, maybe you got a ripping awesome uh, garden going in your yard where you're making a little income off of your yard or something, or maybe you've put in some backyard prairie. Give us a shout. Maybe uh, we could uh, yeah get your story or or maybe you own eight thousand acres in Canada and you're doing really cool things up there. We want to we want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, yes, or be awesome. maybe you're the president or former president of the United States. I don't know. I'm not here hey, to tell you that, what you've been doing. We're just that, here to invite you on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. That that works too. So, all sorts of cool stuff coming up. You might be able to be a part of it if you uh, send us your story. So uh, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, also our uh, our um, shameless plea for those five star reviews. Thank you to those of you that have been doing that. That helps get our podcast featured. So please uh, reach out and and do that. But uh, all I have to say, my topic for today is about. Uh, recycling and upcycling of solar panels. So, you know, there's... What is upcycling? Upcycling is when you take something... I had to look this up today. Um, I've heard the term before, but I did not... I guess I never really knew what it meant. Um, but so I had to look it up, get like an, a uh, for sure definition on it. And it means you're taking something old and you're repurposing it for a new... Uh, I think technically it has to be a new unrelated purpose. Now, the article I read, they used the term upcycling for the solar panels. And so based on that definition, not quite the same thing. But the idea is you're, you're saving something from going into the landfill or into the ocean. Um, so isn't it basically like reusing something for a different purpose? Right, it's repurposing. And what was that Bob the Builder? They would just chant, "Reduce, reuse, recycle." That was. I thought they chanted, "Who can fix it?" You know, Bob yeah, yeah. the Builder, you can fix it, right? Something like that. But then they also there was like a big kick of recycling for a while in the show, Maybe. and they reduce, reuse, recycle. Anyway, so they're they're reusing or recycling for a different purpose, right? Yes, but in the case of these solar panels, this guy down in which I think it'd be awesome to get this guy on the podcast. So, what's his name? Uh, let me uh, look at it here real quick. His name is Adam. I think you pronounce it Sagai. Uh, and uh, just a genius idea he came up with. He created this company. Nick will appreciate their SEO optimized name called We Recycle Solar. Wow. 
That is a good marketing name. <laughs> who recycles who recycles solar? You type that in right on Google. Who recycles solar? And then the first thing that comes up, we recycle yeah. solar. Yeah, so pretty pretty uh, clever marketing there. Um, you, you know that I think they're maybe one or for sure one of the, the first, but maybe even the first company to really see this. And there's a little interview video that went with the article that's from the Associated Press called the first generation of solar panels will wear out a recycling industry is taking pl- or taking shape. And so uh, this, this guy, Adam, he's the CEO of the company. Um, I think it was, I think he was also the founder saw that, Hey, this is going to be a need. Let's get out ahead of it. And I'm glad he did because he's right. It is going to be a need where if we have all these people that are switching to solar, which I think is overall a good thing, um, not that, you know, we've talked about this before. There's no such thing as a free lunch when it comes to the energy game. Like there's yep. drawbacks for everything, but, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of material that goes into making those panels. And so when they wear out, get unsightly, that kind of thing, what, what happens with them? And so his company, uh, takes them and it, if they see that this is where they kind of use that upcycle term here, if they see that one can be like recommissioned, you know, so maybe like this super wealthy company had a big solar field, but the panels have been there for like 10 years and they're getting, you know, faded and a little bit of rust maybe, or, or, uh, you know, just kind of becoming unsightly and they have the money to just be like, Hey, we want to look sharp, even though these things are still functioning just fine. We want to replace these and get some new ones. Maybe the glass is a little cracked or cloudy or something. Well, there's other people that maybe just, you know, middle-class people that want to have solar for their house or something or their small business. Uh, we don't care about that. We'll take the, We'll take it. So they'll, like, refurbish them a little bit if they're still uh, useful and clean them up. And uh, then people can buy them at a discounted price, which I think is fantastic. Hmm. And... So that's because you're making solar more attainable. So it's just basically refurbishing like an old laptop. Well, that's one part of what they do. Some of them, there's just no refurbishing. You know, they're, they're broken. They're, they're really nasty, whatever. And so then they, they disassemble the thing and uh, recycle the parts, you know, kind of like almost like at a a scrapyard would do. Yeah. So I think it's really awesome that they came, came along and, for had the foresight to see this problem coming do they buy solar panels i think so i think that's probably what you know that's probably how it all i mean i imagine with a lot of businesses like this you know there's free yeah that's what i'm saying too you, you know? know imagine your cost of goods being yeah i once i once heard of, once heard of a guy i heard him on a podcast i think it was called the side hustle podcast or something like that um where he noticed this company had all these pallets that were just sitting out behind their building. And he like asked somebody who's working there, he said, Hey, what do you guys do with all those pallets? And like, Oh, we just, uh, uh, burn them or junk them. He's like, really? I'm like, yep. We, they get in the way. We don't want them. And we get tons of them as stuff gets shipped to us. So we got to get rid of them. And he said, Oh, well, could I have them? And they're like, yeah, sure. So then he walks across the street to another business. He's like, hey, do you guys that did a lot of shipping out, 
He's mm. like, hey, do you guys buy pallets? And I'm like, yeah, we do. Buy them, you know, all every day or whatever. He's like, hey, what if I could uh, sell them to you for cheaper? And I'm like, sure. So he took all the, so he literally would haul those pallets across the street. That's so and crazy. And he, he makes, I think he makes $120,000 a year off those. That off is so crazy. And he works eight hours a week. That is so crazy. Yeah. So, you know, when you have a company, when you have a company like that, where you're getting old stuff and you're upcycling it, or you're, you're just finding a different way to get it back into circulation, yep. you can have very little product overhead. I, I like that about the economy, about our economy right now is, is there is an incentive to reuse old things yeah. and uh, reusing old things. I'm really into reusing old things. And here's why is because uh, if, if I buy a baby shirt and use, we're not pregnant. If I buy it, Ken's looking at, he's giving me that, that. Nick, tell me more. He's like, why have you not been saying the, the dad jokes then Nicholas? Uh, <laughs> you don't laugh at my very funny jokes. That's what Ken's <laughs> thinking. Uh, <laughs> but so if I buy a baby shirt for like a baby that's going to be born and then that baby wears it and then they outgrow it in a month and a half yep. and then you throw it away. Like what a waste. But like, what if 10 babies could wear that same shirt? That yeah. little baby onesie. Now, hear me out. Reusing reusing disposable diapers. I don't know where I'm going with that. There's no way no, that, that works. There's no, there's no there's no reusing. I can I can bring in some evidence for that for you. <laughs> but um uh, and I, I've heard like lots of parents go to cloth diapers and they very quickly stop that. They very quickly change into yeah. disposable diapers. But uh so like my wife works for a resource center and the way that the resource center is funded yeah they get some donations the resource center basically being when people are in need they come to the resource center and the resource center helps them out well a lot of their funding comes from uh um whatchamacallit a thrift store mm -hmm. actually many thrift stores across many different cities and they were people were getting really upset because they used to throw things away at the thrift store into this dumpster and then people would like come and scavenge it, which they didn't have an issue with. But people were like living there. They were like making a mess out of those dumpsters. So they started locking the dumpsters where there's like a chute directly from the building into the dumpster. And people were so upset. They're like, you're not even helping us. You don't care about us. And I was like, look, Sharon, that thing was a dollar. It nice was jo nice job not not blaming a Karen out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the Karens just gave you a big round not of Not Karen, Sharon. Sharon. <laughs> that that shirt that you really wanted was seventy five cents because it was on clearance this week, and you didn't get it. You know, so it's like, <laughs> and then and and so they're in a spot where it can get reused. But here's the big question: is or um, Danielle was telling me that in one of the books that her work required her to read. She had read that like 70% of all things in a thrift store have been at a different thrift store. Ah, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. So it's basically like a lot of people getting clutter because they like to shop and then they, but if they like to shop and then the, the company's going to, you know, use it to tell people then I'm, I'm chill with that, but I'm big fan of reusing things, especially yeah. like solar panels. I mean, we, and vehicles. And vehicles, yeah, we're ba we're babies in the in the solar panel world. In in terms of like, we've only we haven't been doing it that long. We we're just now getting our first era of solar panels that are, you know, wearing out. Yeah, yeah, I I love it. I think it's a great idea. I think it's it absolutely needs to happen, especially if, uh, 
solar is going to be widely accepted. Yeah. So you're saying recycling needs to happen. Not, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it, it just helps deal with that criticism that yeah. you're going to hear all the time. Yeah. And they're going to find more and more uses for it as because there's just so much of it, unlike plastic. Anyway, I digress. So I read a very interesting thing. Um, we hear a lot about the great uh, megafauna of our age that basically doesn't exist in Iowa anymore. The yeah. bison. Bison. We're, we're just talking to that bison yeah. farmer. Well, McHenry County Conservation District, I believe in Illinois, has introduced bison to 180 acres of prairie. That's awesome. That they are. Yeah. So uh, it'd be really cool if it was like a private thing going on. I, that would be so cool. But it's Pleasant Valley Conservation Area in Woodstock. And they said that um, since they got bison, um, the bobolinks, bobolink birds have yeah. like, they're almost non-existent in the fields around the mm -hmm. bison, but where the bison are, there's tons of them. Huh. Yeah. And they're getting wildflowers that they hadn't seen before. Um, and I thought that was interesting and, and kind of. Imagine well, and, and Karen talked about that. Karen Visty Sparkman in our yeah. part two, she talked about how flowers do better in a bison grazed prairie because they don't eat the flowers near yeah. as much. They mostly eat grass. You know what would be really interesting if there was an incentive where you let's say you establish your prairie really well on a CRP mm -hmm. and on year four, um on year four, people have the option to offer it up to bison ranchers where then bison ranchers could come and drop off their bison for maybe three years and lease it. So they get extra money and yeah. that would help the prairie and the soil, you know, it would just do yeah. so much for everyone involved. Yeah. Um, and then the bison, you know, the bison are able to feed off of something really, uh, really good for them. The farmer gets more money. The land gets extra, um, extra things going on so yeah you know the the problem there being would be uh just having enough forage available for the uh, uh bison to graze on uh, yeah so, you need minimum you know 40 50 acres well or just a certain number of acres per animal yeah and so you know for a herdsman it might not be super practical for a couple reasons to move his her you know his bison there because he might only be able to move you know, five or less. Yeah, but here, and also he's got to move bison, which I can't imagine is a yeah. But remember the bison rancher we were just talking about. He said, "I'd love more bison. I'm I'm don't have the land to support him right, right now." Yep. Well, and he's got one family group. What mm -hmm. if he has the know how now to have a second family group? Can't have him on his land. Maybe he could have him for yeah. seven years on someone else's land. You yeah. know, yeah. Maybe maybe a better application of it would be for. Uh, Instead of just regular CRP, just because you're usually not going to see that in big, vast areas. But grassland CRP, yeah, uh, you you can see that in uh, you know a larger number of acres. Yeah, and uh, maybe what you could do there is raise the standard for what that has to be seeded into, and maybe almost just I guess at that point treat it like regular CRP. I I think we're getting to the point. It, from the prairie conference it seemed like we're kind of getting to the point of understanding like 
who really need the megafauna. Yeah. So what what does that look like? What are the first baby steps of right. of having megafauna on CRP? Well, if you go all the way back to our episode with Carter Niemeyer, we referenced that episode so much. I think that was just such a cool conversation. Yeah, because he's just a cool guy. He just yeah. did the thing. And and you know he was re, he was the boots on the ground to bring wolves back to the to uh, the western lower yeah. forty eight. He he was the guy who who cut them loose in Yellowstone. Yeah, he was he that that was his government job. And we asked him what would it take to get these animals back free ranging in the Midwest. You know, bison and elk. Yeah, could be wolves as well, I suppose. But our main focus is bison and elk. And it's going to have to be a public acceptance. And, yeah. and it's understandable to uh, to see why that's going to be an extremely difficult thing to, yeah. to get. Because crop damage, traffic accidents. Oh, yeah. I, know, it's one thing to hit a deer with a car. That yeah. could that could kill people. It is another thing entirely to hit a yeah. bison with your car. Right, right. And so there's all these different... We would have to change, I think, both our financial and our physical infrastructure to deal with that. But again, that's yeah. the point of this podcast, right? Just to per, put these ideas out there, get people thinking about it, and uh, maybe being okay with their tax dollars going to putting up uh, better fencing like they have out west along major roadways or or putting in wildlife crossings or yeah. putting in um, you know uh, a system where farmers can be reimbursed if yeah. their crops sustain damage. I think it'd be really cool if there was huge money that went into preserves right along I-80 and I-35 where people when they're passing through the state can see bison. Yeah. People hate driving through Iowa. They hate it almost as much as they hate driving through Nebraska. Mm -hmm. So I think if, but if they could see like bison chilling, oh man, you're basically in a national park and it doesn't, it could be like, it It could could just be be a, it could be an add on to CRP. Yeah. Call it like roadway CRP or something. Yeah. Where, where honestly, if farmers have, uh, fields right next to I 80, well, it's your lucky day. You get, big paychecks to right, put it into yeah. this you know what i mean yep but all yeah, right i agree that'd be really cool that's a great idea nick yep i'm here to i'm here to lobby i'm running for office don't know anything about well, it could be it could be a step in the direction for getting them free ranging you know you'd probably yeah. you'd probably want to have a fence at least in between the road and oh and, yeah yeah and, and where they're they're at but i mean if that thing goes on for tens of miles that they can just free range back and forth up and down yeah. you know that's a that's a nice baby step getting to where okay now we have vast prairies let's just cut them loose and see how they do you know yeah yeah Man. i love it great idea all right thanks for listening everybody don't forget we got prairie appreciation days if you want to join us go to eventbrite.com just search prairie appreciation day love to see you please sign up because we need to know how much food we need to have there all right we appreciate you adios